Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. As, as I'm looking at the, uh, using my actual computer camera, I'm really like not as handsome as I think I am. This is a, not a flattering bad, view. Bad here. angle though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get the angle to like, be good so like you're watching the show. Team totals on quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason and this. What do they have in common? Bad angles. <laughs> and, and, and ugly, ugly performances. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to get like my actual camera fix, but but back on here, at least in an audio and slightly video way here. Ken doing a great job in the last segment talking about the line movement we have for the Jets and the Cowboys. Uh, I'll just say this, and then we can do more on this game coming up like uh, tomorrow on the show, obviously, and on a phenomenal football Friday. The total is 39 and a half, and I feel like it might be still like maybe a field goal too high i feel like that total needs to drop a little bit more without with dallas and the jets and then just on uh the chiefs and jaguars just like i hope i hope you listened to the show last week when we were like hey maybe bet kansas city minus two and a half if that's the opener if chris jones and travis kelsey are gonna play and ken i don't know if you detailed kind of like what kelsey looked like in practice but there are videos now circulating on social media like kelsey's like jumping into teammates he looks like he's definitely gonna be good to go on sunday for the kansas city chiefs as they travel to jacksonville to play the Jaguars. All right, those are two games coming up on Sunday in the National Football League. It moved here on a wonderful football Wednesday. Ken, why don't we talk about the game that's going to be played tomorrow night, the first game of week number two, between the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'll set the stage with just some injury stuff here. It looks like the Eagles, Ken, are going to be without number two corner James Bradbury. Suffered a concussion towards the end of the win on Sunday against the Patriots. Number one running back, Kenneth Gainwell. And we can actually say that Gainwell operated as the clear one. Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. DeAndre Swift barely got the ball. Where have we seen that before? Uh, Kenny Gainwell looks like he's unlikely to play. Minnesota is going to have a banged up offensive line, but it looks like Kirk Cousins might have his full complement of pass protectors. We'll learn more, obviously, as we approach kickoff on Thursday. Where do we stand Thursday night football? Vikings and the Eagles in Philly. This game uh, opened with the Eagles uh, even more than a touchdown favorite, uh, about seven and a half, eight in the market. Uh, this was Sunday night, obviously. Uh, and for people who, you know, maybe you're just joining us and, and don't follow line movement in the NFL that closely, uh, when we reference an opener, it won't be like what the line was when the season started, right? There's all those kind of like fake look ahead spreads that you can't bet a lot of money into. They're kind of just good for, they're good for conversation. They're good for discussion in terms of like actually 
like starting to get money bet into a market, even at lower limits. We're really talking about Sunday night as the week one games are concluding or when the previous week's games are concluding and the markets start opening for the next week and then gradually more books open and more books open and then the limits go up and then the limits go up and we kind of go from there. Uh, Eagles were more than a touchdown. Uh, at the start of this week, about seven and a half, eight. And, you know, Nick obviously always does a good job detailing all the injuries in every single game. Pretty negative injury report for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not going to have their full complement of players. You compare like their projected 22 starters um, at the start of the year on offense and defense. You know, might be without three or four in this game. And as a result of that, action is coming on and a, a very big point spread too, right? So maybe the Eagles can't win by margin. Maybe they're less likely to do so. Money comes in on the Minnesota Vikings. That brought this seven and a half to seven. And as the basically, it's just as the injuries kept piling up, that's when you went from seven to six and a half, even a six on the board right now. So if you like the Eagles, there is a six minus 15 currently in the market right now, if you would like to make that bet. Uh, if you would like the Vikings, there are no sevens left. And then it's really just like, what's the best price? Six and a half. You can get uh, the total in the game. So we think about it, uh, you know, who the Eagles are going to be without maybe, you know, Bradbury and Dean and some of these guys like, okay, maybe like scoring a little bit more. Maybe the Vikings can get a little more something going. I guess that's possible. Uh, a tick up from the open 48 and a half was the opening total and now 49, 49 and a half, the total in the game. Um, but I, you know, Nick yet another example. Uh, and I just, I really want to hammer this cause I, I still think there's just not full understanding from people about like when line moves and they're like, Oh, sharps are hitting this team. Be like, not, not close, not what's happening in almost all cases, like follow the injury reports for the teams and follow the market. And you will see two things that are like a one-to-one -one correlation in terms of what's happening. And I'll, I'll even echo just something we were talking about with another game. Cause it happened just now. Brandon cooks didn't practice for the Dallas Cowboys today. And a couple of the jets, nine and a half went to nine. So the Jets got bet like off a not key number or onto a not key number of nine. Again, just follow the injury reports, follow the market. That's what's happening. There's no mystery shadow cabal and conspiracies and syndicates. Like, yes, there are releases of plays and like that does move the market sometimes. But man, almost all this stuff is just someone's playing or they're not playing. Like that's all the time. So far, we've done two games. We did Zach Wilson's replacing Rodgers and we did Kelsey and Chris Jones are playing. It just just follow the player movement, guys. Just follow the player news, and like you're going to kind of figure out what's going on. Eagles with a negative injury report that drags this line under a touchdown. We currently sit about six and a half with Philadelphia on Thursday night. Yeah, a lot of nonsense and poppycock and mystique and aura. Shouldn't listen to any of it. Also, tune into You Better You Bet tomorrow on Thursday for Felice Nari Tov narrative bets in, in the world of in the world of well, it's not Nari Tov football. It's just like. I just I feel like people just still don't get like why numbers move in the middle of the week. It's just it's like that. This is what it Sharps is, guys. It. Like this that's is what, what it is. Like. Well, like Sharps sometimes that's it. It doesn't have to all be injury. But man, I think so much more of it is injury than like kind of the casual better thinks. And so then you're that's going to and if you don't know that that's going to lead you to like drastically misread what's happening. Oh, man, like a lot of sharps must really like Minnesota in this game. Really? You think that's really what's happening right here? You think that you think that's what's going on? No. Eagles less players line away from them. I'm just going to start saying everything like a caveman in terms of when we describe line movement at this game. Like it's not it's not betting an opinion. It's like they're shorthanded line going down. If they announced right now all those players were playing again, lines going back up probably to where it was before. <laughs> like just that's what it is. Um so just uh, yeah, I just I I, I don't think I've ever hammered that point more than the first couple of weeks, but I think like then people can follow along with us. And then when you see stuff and you're on your own and you're not listening to the show, like that's it's going to have an impact in the market almost certainly. And then when it doesn't, then that's really interesting, right? Like Cooper Cup 
last week, then that's when things get crazy when everyone's just going, what is, what is happening? Like, and that's, and that's when you can find something that looks off when you can find something that's not working the way it's supposed to be working. Cause almost always that number would move towards Seattle last week. And it didn't. And we do have some Minnesota Vikings news that's that's crossing here in the last little bit. Uh, the Vikings are going to be without starting center Garrett Bradbury. So like Minnesota, like like I think this is now like being reported officially here. Um, the Eagles drafted a guy. You might have heard of him. His name's Jalen Carter. He was really good in college, and he looked like Aaron Donald in week one. Good luck, Kirk Cousins. I think it's such a fascinating handicap for the Vikings and the Eagles coming up on Thursday night. I, I think you agree with me, but at this current number, it's like definitely Philadelphia or nothing now that we've dipped below a touchdown. Um, yeah. and just on the And just on the, the, the Cowboys front, if Brandon Cooks doesn't play in this game for the Cowboys, like we know how good Sauce Gardner is, DJ Reed on the other side, like that— all they're really going to have to do is just try and, like, shut down C.D. Lamb in the slot. And, like, I don't know how Dallas is throwing the ball in this game. I think that if Cooks is out, and we'll see on Thursday and Friday his injury status, I think it makes this handicap really interesting with Jets' defense versus the Dallas Cowboys' uh, offense. Uh, so more on the Vikings and the Eagles, obviously, coming up tomorrow on the show. All our bets in the Power Hour final hour. You better, you better hear what Nick and Ken. Wonderful Football Wednesday. Line movement for week number two in the National Football League. Hashtag, it moved. Uh, Ken, let's do a little bit here on the Chargers and the Titans coming up in Tennessee. Um, bad news for Austin Eckler's status for this week. The Chargers star running back who scored a couple times um, in the loss this past Sunday over the uh, Miami Dolphins. The Chargers signing running back Jarrett Patterson from their practice squad as Eckler deals with an injury, um, which to me is like a really troublesome early sign for Eckler's availability on Sunday on the road at the Tennessee Titans. So where are we at right now with the Chargers and Titans? I think when we spoke last on Monday, this was basically like Chargers minus three and a half on the road. Yeah, and again, it doesn't. it's not that all line movement is injury-related, but a lot of line movement is injury-related. That's the right way to think about it. And we can look at this game as like a perfect example. I think there might have been genuine interest in the Chargers minus three, not just from Nick, obviously, but from other betters early in the week. This opens three, uh, and it gets bet up to three and a half pretty fast. Price discovery, betters first starting to register their opinion in the market. Really, three, Chargers three at open is just a, a, some bookmakers' guess about what the, the spread should be, or just some opening salvo for people to start betting into. It doesn't have to be the right number just has to be kind of close doesn't even have to be that close and betters immediately took the chargers minus three and moved it to three and a half as a result of that uh that early action on on the chargers and then what happens in the middle of the week you get injury info seems less likely eckler is going to play he's the type of player that probably makes people want to bet tennessee plus three and a half and bring this right back down to three again so currently the market is chargers minus three minus 15 uh the total in the game is pretty much unchanged it's down a little bit uh, 46 to like 45 and a half, 45. And I think the question is just going to become, all right, like, I, I guess if we got no other injury news in the game whatsoever and Eckler is out, all that probably happens is this just goes to like a slightly lesser three, right? Like there's I mean, two and a half on a Never. player like Eckler when we were three and a half seems a little ridiculous to me, um, but just maybe a little more movement down when it's confirmed he isn't playing. That's probably all that's left here from a line movement standpoint. And then, yeah, maybe there is genuine interest in one side on Sunday, like after we know everything about the game. But for now, I think it's just, okay, if Eckler's really out, tiny bit more line movement toward Tennessee. Uh, Nick kind of looks like we're going to be sitting Chargers minus three on Sunday trying to figure out what to do. Now, this may be just me trying to, like, positively reinforce myself and my Chargers okay. bet. That can be good. The though. Chargers back. Chargers, well, we'll, well, we'll see on Sunday. Uh, Chargers backup running back Josh Kelly is, like, actually, like, really good. I think, like, could be, like, a stud if Eckler's out. Um, a problem, though, with Chargers, and, Ken, this is something that's been bandied about a lot, a lot over the course of the last, like, 48, 72 hours or so since the games were played on Sunday. Kellen Moore 
ran the ball like a ton on Sunday when maybe it would have been more advantageous for them to throw a little bit more. The Titans defense is going to be a pass funnel all season, especially in, at least until when Caleb Farley comes back off PUP and even still maybe at that point here. It's just like, is, is Kellen Moore going to let Justin Herbert let it rip? Because if he does... The Chargers should put up a big number in this game. I think it may be like assumption of rational coaching a little bit. It has me a little concerned as an early week Chargers better having laid the three minus 110. Like, I don't know how I feel about that bet right now. I want to okay. feel great about it, but I think I'm like kind of like lukewarm on it at the moment. Well, I would just, I would, I mean, I, uh, I'm not like the X's and O's guy and like this play caller did a good job. This play caller did a bad job, like game to game. I just don't think that way. I'm, I don't know enough. Uh, I will say though, like I, I understand why people would say that because it seems like Brandon's uh, not Brandon Staley, but Justin Herbert's kind of been, you know, handcuffed for a while or like prevented from, I think, to a lot of football people's, uh, you know, opinions prevented from doing like the things he was destined to do, like win MVP and throw for 6,000 yards and stuff like that. Hasn't been able to do that. To be fair to the Chargers and their plan in that game, they ran the ball insanely efficiently. They averaged six yards a carry. They ran for like 250 yards in the game. Like, I don't know if I would look at those statistics. And I've, I kept the Dolphins offense off the field as much as was possible, except when the Dolphins got the ball, they scored in one play every single time. I just, I don't know if I would look at it. Like, if you're going to average that and run the ball a lot because you're averaging that, I don't know if I can look at that and be like, bad job. Or like, should have done something different. Like, I, I don't think that was the side of the ball that was necessarily the reason why they lost the game. That's all I'll say. I, I just hope that he's able to be a chameleon in terms of the play calling. And like, yeah, like sure. Belichick's done for so long, like let's adjust now this week with Tennessee and throw the ball all over the yard. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to it moved over the course of the show, the line movement for week number two in the NFL. But a couple of great guests will join us right out of the shoot. Brian Baldinger at 420 Eastern, but Rob Bazola starts it off right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 